Greetings. Welcome to another edition of the Boulders Extra Podcast on jconline.com through SoundCloud. Mike Carmen covers the Purdue Boymakers, football, basketball, women's basketball, sometimes other sports. If only they had a bowling team, which they probably do somewhere in the intramural world. Already uh, 30 seconds in and we're off track. It's a Tuesday night. Uh, recapping the the basketball game, Purdue had its season opener against uh, Bellarmine at Mackey Arena. Sold out Mackey Arena. Uh, Purdue came firing with a bunch of threes. Uh, they hit a bunch of threes, sixteen total, um, and just kind of spread the wealth from the perimeter. Isaiah Thompson was big. Uh, he, had a, he had a nice stretch uh, in the in the first half. Uh, uh, Bellarmine had come within 21-20. Painter called a timeout. Uh, and then after that timeout, Ivy hit a three. And then uh, Thompson hit back-to-back threes, and the lead was back to 10. And Purdue was kind of on its way. And, you know, Isaiah Thompson is a guy that's going to get open looks. He's not the only one on the team that's going to get open looks, but he's he's one that will get open looks. And I know some people have questioned why he's in the starting lineup, and I think tonight – Went went away went a little bit to answer that question as far as the value that he he can bring, but he he's not the only one that's going to be in that position throughout the year, based on who 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 else is on the floor. You got uh, you got Zach Eady on the floor. You got Travion Williams on the floor as your bigs. You know Jay Divey's out there. You got to pay attention to him, and then guys like Isaiah Thompson, Brandon Newman, Eric Hunter Jr., Sasha Stefanovic can. Um, really bring important pieces to this team from a shooting standpoint uh, because they're going to have they're going to have those opportunities they just are uh because you have to pay so much attention to the post and if you want to come out and pay attention to the perimeter then you're going to play one on one in the post against Travion and Zach Eady. some teams will uh but not Bellarmine uh, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of, I think you saw the value of Isaiah Thompson there. He's a, he's a really good shooter. Now, uh, his size creates a liability on the defensive end. I think as we saw last year against North Texas, but he's put a lot of work into his game in the offseason, uh, especially the shooting component. Um, and I think all these guys have, to be honest. And I, I, I you have to like where they're at offensively. I mean, I looked up toward the end of the first half and, you know, they had 50 points. You know, Purdue was closing in on 50 points. and It sure didn't seem like it, and they end up with 96, but uh, probably could have had more. Um, and to me, the a couple of interesting stats uh, from tonight, and it just shows you how much depth that they have, that Trayvon Williams attempted one field goal. He made it, but he attempted one field goal. Zach Eady, didn't have a field goal attempt until late in the first half when he got two dunks. So combined, the two big men had two field goal attempts in the first half. And Purdue was up comfortably. Uh, they had not put the game away at that point, but they were up comfortably. But the point being that you need, you didn't need production from your bigs tonight from a scoring standpoint to, to beat this team because of what you did on the perimeter. Now, three-point shooting comes and goes. There's not really 
Um, it's not really an area that is consistently good every night. Just because that's just the way it is. And Purdue's going to have issues shooting from three. They'll be defended better. They'll be defended closer by, by teams on their schedule and especially in the Big Ten. Um, so I, but I don't think Purdue did anything tonight. Um, that, you know, people are going to be scared of number one, but you, you get that three point shooting going along with what you can do inside and you get your bigs, uh, playing well offensively. Now both, both Edie and Williams rebounded the ball well along with Caleb first as Purdue, I think, dominated the rebounding. Um, so it, it's a, it, it's a team with a lot of depth, a team with a lot of weapons. And as long as they stay healthy, they're gonna they're gonna win games like this against these kind of opponents, uh, the way the way that they they did tonight. Now, um, saying all that, there's still work to do defensively. Uh, they were a little bit better defensively, but they were playing a different style of team uh, from an offensive standpoint. So it's hard to gauge exactly what what progress they made because this team kind of spreads you out and they don't take a lot of dribbles and so they're not trying to beat you off the bounce which you know the exhibition game against uh UND you know I think they they did they got some points in the paint which bothered Mr. Painter and uh, but that's something that's going to need to get shored up uh, uh, when you face you know your your opponents out in Connecticut um you know, with North Carolina and then either Villanova or, or Tennessee in the, in the second game. And, you know, you still have to play, um, Florida State, uh, in the Big Ten ACC challenge. You got the Big Ten opener that week. So there's, there's some challenges coming up that's, that's really going to test this team to see where, where they stand, uh, heading into Big Ten season. Uh, but they have, they have all the tools right now, I think, offensively, you know, they are way ahead of themselves offensively. Defensively, they got a lot of work to do and, um, you know, I think they'll get there. Uh, this is, you know, this is a coaching staff that takes pride in defense. This is a team that program takes pride in defense and I think eventually they get there. But, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna go through some ups and downs and, but uh, you, you do kind of like where they're at offensively right now. It's one game, but, uh, the ability to shoot the ball as well as they did, um, really, you know, puts them in a, in a pretty good position as, uh, as you, as you get through this, this first, first month of the season and, uh, you know, trying to kind of set yourself up to play some big non-conference games, but also set yourself up to play, uh, play a Big Ten schedule. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how that pay, uh, plays out. The other piece of news from today, uh, came before the game when the school announced that Trey Kaufman Wren would, would redshirt this season and, um, a little bit of a surprise to be honest. Um, a player of his caliber, um, I mean, he, he could go anywhere in the country. He could have gone anywhere in the country and played immediately. And there's just a bit of a log jam right now at, at his, kind of his positions. When you look at uh, the four spot, the power forward spot, Caleb first is starting. Mason Gillis will be coming back off suspension when Purdue plays its second game in Hartford uh, or the Hartford area out in Connecticut. 
uh, it's at the Mohegan Sun, which is about an hour away from Hartford, for those of you keeping track. But, um, but Kaufman Rounds going to redshirt. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a decision that came over the last few days. Uh, Matt Painter likes for those players to play in the scrimmage and then the exhibition game and then talk to him about it. Uh, but there just was going to be a logjam with Kayla first starting, Mason Gillis returning from suspension. Um, you know, where, where the minutes going to come from, uh, with, you know, with Kaufman Wren. Um, you know, and I, I really think that, and this is just my, my opinion and my theory is that, you know, this goes back to the summer. He, he was, you know, he suffered a, a broken bone in his hand at the uh, all-star game and, you know, had to sit out and that also cost him a chance to go to USA basketball and try out for the, the U19 team. Well, Caleb first made that. Jaden Ivey made that. Um, they benefited from, from that experience. And I think especially with Caleb first, we're going to see that pay off throughout the year. Um, but you know, Coffin Wren didn't get that opportunity. He had to work his way kind of back, uh, to get, you know, to, to start playing again. Um, you know, he, he didn't have the use of his hand for a while uh, from, from a basketball standpoint. So there were a lot of little things that, you know, he missed out on. Um, because when you look at Caleb first, the way that he has kind of eased himself into the, into the program, into his freshman year, um, it, it just seems seamlessly that he's, he's done that without any, you know, Without much, you know, he, he's worked hard. You don't want to say, well, he hasn't done it, you know, he hasn't worked hard to do it, but no, he has worked hard to do it. And he just seems so natural out there. And I think that's a byproduct of him, uh, playing, uh, in that USA basketball experience. Um, so that, that was, that's a, that's a good thing for them, for Purdue to, to kind of be in that situation. And it's, it's probably going to be a good decision. You know, once Kaufman Wren comes to grips with it and, you know, figures out, um, that it's not a bad thing. And if you go through Painter's history with red shirts or produce history with red shirting, then it usually turns out really well, uh, for the, for the player, the players involved. Uh, and now, um, um, that, that brings the number down to 10 players that Painter has to, to really, Concentrate on playing. I know he was uh, worried about playing 11 and trying to get them minutes. Now that number is 10, still a high number. Uh, but all these players are talented enough that they they should be playing some minutes. And it's Painter's job to figure that one out and make sure he's figuring it out where the the right guy where the right guys are playing uh, and getting the minutes. So uh, that's just you know that's that's going to be something. You know, really, really interesting to follow now that, you know, you've lost one of your pieces that you thought you'd have for the year. Um, but he'll come back next year and be, and be ready. Um, so, uh, it's again, it caught, caught some people by surprise, uh, including me that uh, that was going to happen. But, you know, when we, when we look two, three, four years down the road, I think you'll probably see, uh, uh, pretty talented guy, uh, contributing for Purdue and, you know, playing a key role in the program because that's what he was going to do this year. 
and that's what he'll probably do in the future. And, you know, if I say, well, that's what he's going to do this year, then why redshirt? Well, there's other factors involved. You know, his major, his academic major could be playing a role in some of this. Um, there's just, you know, just a lot of other things that could, that could happen that he had to weigh, uh, whether, whether it was uh, the right decision or not. I don't, he can realize uh, whether it's right or not. And I'm sure there's, there was some anguish on the, on the bench as he was watching, uh, the, the scrimmage game. And then it'll be a little bit more anguish when he plays Nebraska probably. And then you're looking at, um, Looking at, uh, you know, playing, uh, Northwestern, or, I'm sorry, I got off track there, but, uh, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna be a big, uh, he's gonna be a big factor, uh, down the road, uh, for, for Purdue, uh, as they, as they get going. So, um, you know, the basketball team will be back in action Friday, uh, when they play Indiana State, and, uh, That'll be the second of this kind of three-game homestand before they get to Connecticut and play a couple powerhouse teams. Uh, time to work some things out. You know, defensively, they still have some issues they need to work on, and I think that's going to be a, a process throughout the year that uh, that, the, that they'll have to deal with because that's, uh, you know, they just seem to be a little bit off defensively. I think they're farther ahead offensively than they than they have been. They're just a little bit off defensively. I think uh, tonight was a little bit of a step forward, but there, there's a lot more room for them to go and to grow, and they'll be tested. Uh, they'll be tested in, in that in that Connecticut tournament uh, coming up in a couple weeks. But you know, you got to get through Indiana State, get through Wright State, and I think they'll be fine. In case you missed it, uh, Purdue football is number 19 in the college football playoff uh, rankings that came out Tuesday night. First time for the program to be involved in that. Uh, that's a, that's nice honor. You know, if you're Purdue, you'd like to stay there, but to stay there, that means you got to beat Ohio State. And in a strange way, not maybe in a strange way, but just in a way, it helps Ohio State to play Purdue this week because Purdue is ranked. And if Ohio State can beat Purdue, then that's kind of a, a component to their strength of schedule that will help them. And, you know, right now Ohio State's number four uh, in the rankings, and one would think that if they won out and won the Big Ten uh, championship, that they would not fall. They would not fall below four. Might move up even another spot. But you know, Purdue's game with them Saturday uh, becomes a big game because they can kind of get a strength of schedule check by their name that that they wouldn't have had otherwise if Purdue did not. To get there and being number nineteen, going from zero to nineteen is a pretty impressive deal for for Purdue. So, if you're one of those people that's been banging the drum that Purdue doesn't get any respect and you know stuff like that, you quit it. You know Purdue's got enough respect this year. Yeah, you can. You know, I, I think. There were there were some that were upset Purdue didn't get ranked after they beat Michigan State. Well, um, that's tough. You know, Purdue's not a household name. Okay, the the the, uh, the most comical thing that I saw was that if Purdue was an SEC school, they'd be ranked. No, they wouldn't. They would be two and seven right now if they were an SEC school with a win over Vanderbilt. 
So the, that does not compute with me. Uh, Purdue is six and three. They're four and two. They're tied atop the Big Ten West. They've done basically everything that that has been asked of them. They've pulled a couple upsets. Yeah, they lost to Minnesota. They lost to Wisconsin, but. And I love it when people go back, well, if they just beat Minnesota, they wouldn't be in this position. You're right, they wouldn't be in this position because you're not sure if they would have beaten Iowa. You're not sure if they'd have beaten Nebraska. You're not sure if they'd have beaten Michigan State if they were, if they'd had beaten Minnesota. There's a reason why the games play out the way they do, and there's a reason why the outcomes later are what they are because that's the way it's supposed to happen. And to go back and say, well, if they'd have done this, done that, it just doesn't, I, I don't think it computes, computes that way. Now, there are, there are some circumstances out there, and not, the one that comes to mind is, um, you know, Penn State losing its, its starting quarterback against Iowa. You know, if that doesn't happen, anybody that was watching that game, you know, would, would, would say that Penn State would have won that game probably going away. And I would be in that camp. So, but that, that game right there did change Penn State's season. Because they end up losing again, um, because they don't have Clifford. Um, so there, there's some things in that situation that, 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 that would have changed. But from Purdue's standpoint, they're where they should be. Uh, I didn't think they'd get in the top 20 of the college football playoff rankings, but I thought they'd get 21 to 25, but they got to number 20 or got to number 19, excuse me. And that's a good spot for them. They're not going to get in the top four. They're not going to be in that mix. It would take a whole lot of teams to get COVID and not play for them to, to move up. Uh, but obviously Saturday is a big game for them because you still have a pathway to the Big Ten West, but I don't believe they can get to the Big Big Ten West, winning the winning of the Big Ten West, unless they beat Ohio State and went out. And then you would need Minnesota and Wisconsin to, to lose at least one game uh, of their final three. Um, Nebraska's not really involved. Iowa, from a Purdue standpoint, not really involved. Uh, Purdue has beaten Iowa this year, so they would win head-to-head stuff. Um, but anyway, just wanted to bring that to your attention that uh, Purdue is number 19 in the college football playoff. Uh, and then coming up, uh, obviously, the rest of the week, uh, we'll have another uh, podcast to preview the Ohio State-Purdue game with our good friend, uh, Nathan Baird, former JNC employee, now covers the Buckeyes for Cleveland.com. Uh, so I'm sure he'll have some stories to tell about covering Ohio State uh, and kind of their place in the universe. Uh, but he may, may need to. <laughs> uh, uh, but the, the, he'll be uh, he'll, he'll be ready to fire some of those off uh, coming up uh, later this week. We'll have him on and then uh, preview the game. And then of course, uh, you know, Friday's game against Indiana State. Uh, we'll be back after that one, and then the football game. On Saturday, uh, we'll be back after that to, to recap what went on and, you know, kind of if there's any clarity regarding the Big Ten West after Saturday, 
Uh, you know, there's some games that are, are worth following Saturday, Purdue Ohio State being one of them. Um, and then they need, they'll need to follow some other games. Um, just, to, you know, the Minnesota Iowa game is big, uh, to see what happens there. Uh, you know, but Purdue to win the West has to, you know, I think they have to win out to have, to have a shot. And then you need, you need, uh, one of those teams to lose, um, at the end of the year when Minnesota and Wisconsin play each other. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. If you have questions or comments, feel free to reach out. Best, uh, best way to do that is through email, mcarmin, uh, c-a-r-m-i-n at gannett.com, uh, or you can, um, you can play, um, or you can DM on Twitter. Uh, the DMs are always open if you want to go that, go that route as well. You know, questions, concerns, comments, happy to, Happy to take a look at them. Happy to try to answer them for you. And we'll, we'll do some of that, uh, maybe on the back end of the football preview, uh, podcast that we'll, that we'll, that we'll do on Wednesday with, uh, Mr. Nathan Baird. Again, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it and uh, have a good day.